0: Welcome to this week's Sportsquire Wellness Corner, the mechanics of good sleeping posture and what to pay attention to. Over the years, I've gotten several questions from several individuals on what is a, a keystone or a guiding light in regards to proper positioning while sleeping. Some of you may have uh, certain orthopedic issues, and, and one of the things I want to talk about today is, is giving you some signs and signals to pay attention to. As you're waking up, that can really help you kind of guide into some of this information to kind of utilize this in a proper way and help with some of the the positioning and, and posturing that I'm going to talk about that can help decrease stress on your spine and your extremities, uh, which can ultimately help you have less pain waking up and uh, less, less compression and stress uh, ultimately, you know, while you're sleeping and while you're waking up. But I think the big thing to think about, you know, Sleeping posture is huge. You know, we talk a lot about sitting posture, standing posture, uh, different types of functional postures while we're awake and during the day. But seldom do we talk about uh, the, the the sleeping postures, which, you know, ultimately when you really tally up the amount of time that we spend each day, each month for our entire lives, uh, we spend almost 40% of our time in bed, which is just absolutely mind-blowing. So, it is something that I think uh, you'll start to see more and more emphasis uh, on sleeping postures for several different medical reasons. You already see a lot of these sleep study groups that are uh, that are popping up, and a lot of neurology groups that are focusing on, you know, the the deep brain waves that happen, uh, as well as your breathing patterns for some people that may suffer from sleep apnea or any other type of medical conditions that uh, may be affected by certain type of sleeping postures. But for the, the sake of today's Sports squire Wellness Corner, I want to talk specifically about musculoskeletal pain, which is essentially any type of uh, pain that's going to be caused by positioning or a mechanical nature of a certain posture. And, you know, simply as we talk about today, you know, I want to talk about just the three basic positions, sleeping on your stomach, sleeping on your back, and sleeping on your side, and talk through, uh why, you know, one may be better than the other, you know, how you can specifically choose what's best for you, and what little slight, uh, you know, alterations you can make to help decrease the stress while you're sleeping. So diving in, the first thing I want to talk about is is stomach sleepers. So I think it's seven to eight percent of most of the population are stomach sleepers. And there are some, some issues that can be posed with the stomach sleeping. I think the, the general rule for, for all of these positions before we get going is neutral spine. So neutrality is extremely important. You know, having the, the opportunity from your tailbone up to your neck to stay neutral and, and that same plane all the way up allows for the least amount of stress uh, to occur across the spine. Um, anytime there's any type of asymmetry where there's loading or there's side bending or rotation um, to one side while you're sleeping for prolonged periods of time, that can really cause issues uh, with the the ligaments, with the soft tissue that's attaching to the spine, and also uh, the nerves that are exiting out of those specific spinal segment levels. So with, with the stomach, the, the reason... You know, there can be orthopedic issues with sleeping on your stomach for long periods of time. It could be a du- couple different reasons. One, um, if you're on your stomach and you don't have as much support and you're sagging into the bed, you can create more extension in the spine, which can essentially compress uh, those vertebrae and all the structures that are in between those segments, like your disc, um, you know, the ligaments, the, uh, the nerve that runs out laterally and into and the back. Um, can create issues and cause spasming and, and all sorts of other issues um, that's that's the lower back the the other thing is 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 the neck um, it can actually uh, create more asymmetry you know if you're sleeping and you're sleeping in rotation most of the night you're going to be closing down one side of those segments which is which has that nerve that's running behind uh, those vertebrae and, and the, the best thing that i can kind of educate you on is, is thinking about if you if you guys are, I know we're in the Midwest here, but some of you are across the country. If you think about the hook'em horns, you know, you've got your, your pinky and your index and your thumb fingers. I always like to take the pinky and the index fingers with the two center thumbs uh, tucked and I'll essentially kind of stack those uh, hook'em horns on top of each other. That is a really great uh, visual analogy for individuals to kind of see what those vertebrae look like. So the two fingers in the center are the body of that vertebrae. The uh, the pinkies and the index fingers uh, create these uh, inferior and, and superior articulations, which essentially um, are the the facet joints. And behind those facet joints, which are those finger-like projections coming off of the vertebrae, are the nerves and a lot of times there's a ton of muscles that are coming in towards those, uh, those finger-like projections that are coming off. So anytime you think about that hook and horns, you side bend or rotate towards one side. You're going to be closing one side down while you're opening up the other side. So overstretching, uh, overcompressing can be an issue. And our ultimate goal is to figure out how we can neutralize those compressive forces while you sleep. So sleeping on your stomach, it can be problematic from a perspective of uh, too much extension in your lower back and too much, uh, you know, rotation in your neck. With that being said, um, you know, it's not that some people, you may have a medical condition. There's some people that, um, you know, actually breathe better when they sleep on their stomach. And, And so for them, you know, putting a pillow underneath your pelvis, if lower back pain or hip pain is something that you're noticing as you're waking up, that can help mitigate that um, but you really need to be cautious and, and really be intuitive with uh, knowing how your neck is feeling, your shoulders are feeling if you're sleeping in that stomach position to make sure you're not causing more harm um, than, than good. So essentially, when, you, when you're thinking about the stomach, that it's really challenging from an orthopedic perspective to get neutrality, like I talked about with those baseline rules from tailbone all the way up to your neck because of the fact that your neck is going to rotate and be asymmetrical. As we, we push forward, one of the things I want to talk about is, is back sleeping. So, you know, orthopedically, you're going to see uh, some back sleepers that have lower back pain. Um, you know, they um, can essentially, you know, create this position or th- these stresses because of the fact that the lower back, again, um, can tend to, to deviate and sink into the mattress. And, and create more of a, a pelvic tilt that is uh, what we call an anterior pelvic tilt, which again is going to extend that spine. And again, our, our goal is to try to flatten your spine out while you're sleeping as best as you can. And for some of you out there, uh, I'm not a mattress expert, but uh, the National Sleep Foundation does recommend, you know, assessing and evaluating your mattress every six to eight years for replacement because of the fact of how those materials tend to break down over time. And that can really play into the mattress coming up and meeting those natural curves uh, in your lower back, like sleeping on your back um, if they're broken in. You know, and one little uh, you know, trick is that to make sure that you're rotating your mattress every couple months. If you're doing this, if you're, if you're sleeping with a significant other or a spouse, um, you know, it, it'll allow for that foam to kind of recoil um, over time, if you can kind of simply just you know rotate the top to bottom, um, and and that could be a, one that could help you your mattress last a little bit longer. Um, but sleeping on your back, so if you're waking up in the morning, this is the, the telltale sign that uh, the feedback that, that you need to, to get and need to understand and comprehend is that if you're waking up with lower back pain, or you're waking up with neck pain, or you're waking up with shoulder pain, whatever area you're waking up with pain, if, if as you get going during your day, you uh, start to notice that you're you're moving more and you're feeling better as the day starts to to initiate. There's probably something going on with your sleeping mechanics. One of the first questions I ask most people upon evaluation is: Are you having most of your pain in the morning, or are you having most of your pain in the night? And that can really kind of guide you towards. Uh, you know, what the sleeping positions are doing to to kind of asymmetrically load. So sleeping on your back. So a couple things. If you're waking up with lower back pain, one of the things you want to consider is uh, essentially that neutrality uh, rule that we have. So if you're sleeping in or if you're sinking into the mattress, a lot of times just putting some sort of a prop pillow underneath your knees to flatten out your spine can be enough to kind of alleviate uh, that pressure on your lower back. Um, You know, the big thing is with the pillows, you know, I am a big fan of making sure that your spine is neutral in your uh, upper cervical because of all of the uh, different types of structures that can be disrupted if you're in too much flexion, which is your chin towards the chest, or if you're in too much extension, which is essentially not having enough support uh, in that neck. So. The big thing is is making sure your lower back is neutral. You can you can manipulate that or influence that by putting pillows or wedges underneath your knees to flatten your spine out. When you move up towards the, the neck, you know, one of the things that you want to look at is is making sure that you don't have too much support and you don't have, and that you you're not under supported. Um, like I said, if you're extended where your chin is going up while you're sleeping, you're extending and you're compressing all those structures I just talked about with all the nerves coming out. Um, if you're sleeping on your side, a lot of times, uh, I'm sorry, if you're sleeping on your back, you know, a lot of people will say, man, I woke up with a with a crick in my neck. You know, how many times have all of you heard that or said that throughout your lifetime? And that is that position essentially is the closed down position of those facet joints I talked about. So a lot of people will be under supported in that neck. They'll extend their neck, they'll side bend towards the side, and they'll uh, slightly rotate Uh, towards that side, which is going to essentially just close down that facet joint that has uh, those finger-like projections and the nerve right behind it, which loading that for a long period of time uh, while you sleep can be extremely problematic and can cause cause a bunch of issues. So neutral spine on your back is the most important. Uh, Arms, you know, typically you want them by your sides uh, to help you out. Pushing forward to side sleeping. So side sleeping, um, you know, one of the medical reasons most people sleep on their side, they typically um, can alleviate that head position, which can help with snoring. Again, I don't, I don't want to get into this from a medical perspective because there's way things, way too many things above my uh, knowledge base that that can go into sleeping for different specific conditions. And if any of you have any specific medical conditions, I would highly encourage you to do some research and talk to your physician about. Uh, specific sleeping positions in regards to uh, heart conditions, um, you know different types of uh, you know sleep apneas and, and a lot of other things circulation issues that um, may be beneficial for you to kind of go down that path. But from a side sleeping perspective, you think about, um, you know on your on your stomach, we talked about it, the only way to get your lower back neutral is throwing a pillow underneath your, your pelvis. Uh, on your back, if you're having pain waking up, you know, putting uh, pillows underneath your legs to neutralize or flatten out your lower back is helpful. On your side, you know, a lot of times that mattress will meet up towards that side and sometimes you can get, um, you know, a, a a fall below the plane of, uh, of the spine essentially just because your hips are falling below that level. And that the easiest thing to do is just to throw a long pillow between your knees to keep the the plane of your pelvis and your hips neutral, which will then influence and take pressure off of your lower spine. So a lot of us have heard this through the years. Um, so that that pillow between your knees and, and neutralized on your side. The same thing goes on for side sleepers. One of the things I, I like to do from the neck perspective, because this is where the make or break comes in, is that most individuals have a hard time with their pillow, figuring out how to neutralize their neck to the rest of their spine. So again. If you have too much support, you're going to be side bent and closing down asymmetrically uh, one side while opening up the other, and then the, the opposite is is true. If you have you know not enough support, you're going to be falling below that plane and closing down that side and opening up the other side. So essentially, what we want is that neutrality. You know, you can have your spouse, significant other, or someone, friend, uh, get in those positions if you're waking up in the morning with neck pain shoulder pain, have them take a picture of you inside lying and see what the position of your spine looks like um, from a, a picture perspective. And then that's a great way to kind of start and, and try to figure out how you can make minor tweaks to uh, to help improve the, the loading while you're sleeping. So th- those three things are extremely important. Some things to think about, you know, some some individuals, like I said, from a breathing perspective, um, you know, really struggle to, to assume certain positions because of their breathing. Some people, um, you know, may have a GERD uh, type of reflux essentially where, you know, you need to sleep more at a, a 30 degree angle, which can help with, you know, alleviating those types of symptoms. Some people breathe better when they're up at that 25 to 30 degree angle because of the fact that the ribs and the diaphragm are able to expand a little bit more. If that's the case, you know, the key is is just trying to figure out how you create the most amount of neutrality. And you can do that essentially through using pillows, like I talked about, to flatten out the spine, to neutralize your neck, um, and to avoid those asymmetrical patterns. So avoid side bending and rotation as much as you possibly can. Um, and the other thing, too, which, you know, a lot of people don't talk about, but turning in bed, um, you know, one of the things I want to encourage all of you to do is when you turn in bed, you want to turn in, in synchronization with your shoulders, your hips, and your knees so that you're not having any type of asymmetrical twisting that can put pressure on your nerves or those uh, those discs in your spine. So. I've treated a few people throughout the years that have, uh, you know, reached over for phones and they, they rotate back and all of a sudden they just squeeze the heck out of that disc or that nerve and it creates an orthopedic issue that, you know, it takes several weeks to kind of resolve. So, you know, the, the uh, common language or the common advice is just to log roll, make sure that you're, you're rolling in unison as you, as you move in bed. To be comprehensive, I want to point you all back to the beginning of the Sportsquire podcast. If you scroll up towards uh, the front, it's right around uh, episode 7 or 8. and In between those, we were doing quick clip recaps at the time. I did a quick clip recap on the impact of sleep on performance and 10 tips for a better night's sleep. If that's something that you think would benefit you, I would highly encourage you to go back and listen to that episode and, uh, and try some things. If, if getting you know seven to nine hours of sleep is something that you're not getting on a regular basis, you certainly want to look into that because there are so many benefits of regular sleep just for your overall general wellness. But from an orthopedic issue standpoint, from an overcap standpoint, an activity uh, standpoint, I want you to really focus in the, in the, the takeaways for today. Are uh, identifying if you're waking up in the morning with any type of stiffness or pain anywhere. You want to pay attention to those areas um, and then you want to reverse engineer and and look at what positions that you're assuming throughout the night. Figure out how you can implement this neutral spine uh, implementation to help you decrease that stress. And then, uh, you know, essentially, you know, getting up in the morning and, and moving a little bit more and, and stretching uh, certain muscles that are going to shorten during the night can be extremely beneficial and helpful uh, to combating that that uh, positioning during that full night of sleep. So let's go and continue to, to combine the knowledge and action that you're getting on this Squire podcast. We'll talk to you this Thursday in our full length episode. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Sports Squire podcast. Check out the show notes for anything you missed during today's episode. Click subscribe if you haven't already to ensure you get updates on the latest Sports Squire episodes. And remember, as a Sports Squire, your greatest self is found at the intersection of knowledge and action. Don't be normal, be a Sports Squire.